2: appreciate you folks being there in the chat room tonight. I make apologies for going so long last night, but time got away from me as it usually does. And uh, we went a little too long, I believe, last night. And I apologize for keeping Brother Brian and all of them, Brother Kevin and everybody up so late, especially the ones that had to work today. And I really do. I'm I apologize for that. Um, I don't mean to go that long, but some, when you get into scriptures and it goes bouncing back and forth, it's kind of hard to
4: shut your mouth sometimes.
2: Anyway, if you would, um, Brother Chad, open us in a word of
4: prayer. Yes, Heavenly Father, we give you thanks, Lord, we give you thanks for, for this wonderful day that we've had, Lord, and and for the food that we've enjoyed, Lord, and, and we especially give you thanks for the ability that. We have at this moment to join in fellowship with one another, Lord, with you here in our midst, Lord. We call on your name of Jesus Christ that you be with us, Lord, and that you guide everything through the Holy Spirit, Lord, as to the proceedings of what goes on here today. That you, that you, that you guide the tongue and, and and the heart and the mind of our pastor Don, and 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 do the same for all of us, for Dave and I, as we read that we that we uh, be convicted to your word as it as it should be. Red Lord, and that those yeah. in the chat room and those that are downloading at a at another time, Lord, that the Holy Spirit be edified within them, Lord, by what we discuss here tonight, and as we look into Your words and uh, what You've left for us, Lord, You're you, You're perfect and infallible, and the uh, the the, the you, Your precious words, Lord. You know You said that heaven and earth shall pass away, but your word shall never pass away, Lord, and we're very thankful for that, and for you giving us an accurate translation, Lord, and protecting it, and, and giving us this supernatural connection to you, Lord, you know, it's the most precious thing that we have in in any sort of physical way, shape, or form down here, Lord, you know, but there's nothing more precious than the blood that you've, that you've shed for us, Lord, and this is what we give you the most thanks for, and we praise we praise your name, and, and we glory in your name of Jesus Christ everywhere we go, Lord. Stand on the corner, and we say, Jesus Christ, I love Jesus Christ. We go down to the grocery store and say, I love Jesus Christ. You know, we love you so much, Lord. You've done all for us, and without you, we have absolutely no purpose in being here, Lord. And and you know what? At this time, Lord, I'm, I'm going to ask that you convict the, the people in our assembly, and Yes. And those that download that they uh that they support this, this assembly and this ministry, Lord, cuz you know our pastor Don, he's got some he's got some major surgeries coming up and we've talked about it before and it's it's not like anything's going away, Lord. We got to we got to we got to give what we what we can, Lord, to you, Lord, so that we can keep this assembly going. You've given us the technology that we're able to use it for for good, Lord, that that we that we don't use our computers to, to entertain ourselves in, in, in evil ways that you would find in, in, in Romans chapter 1, Lord, that we don't pleasure in those sort of things, Lord, that we can use this for your glory, Lord, you know. And if I might just bring your word into it, Lord, how you said that, that we should go forth, therefore, unto him without the camp, bearing his reproach. For here we have no continuing city, but we seek one to come. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name, your name, Lord, Jesus Christ. We love you, to do, but to do good and to communicate. Forget us not, Lord, for with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. You are well pleased, Lord, that we communicate, that we give to this assembly that we be able to to do what we need to do and grow what we need to grow and take care of one another, Lord. We need to take care of one another. This is what all we have, Lord. You know. And the more and more that I look outside and, and around, Lord, I am so thankful, Lord. I'm so thankful for everyone in this assembly, Lord. Our, all, all our brethren. I can start naming off, off now, right now, Lord. But you know, in my heart, that I that I think and I pray for everyone and. Tonight I will give a special prayer for everyone in our assembly, Lord. I, I don't want to miss anyone's name. I don't have it written down, but it's on my heart, Lord, and you know it's on my heart. We love you, Lord Jesus and and uh in your precious name we pray. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Nothing ever wrong with praying the words of God. Nothing at all. Quoting the scripture in a prayer. Nothing wrong at all with that because that's the closest thing in God's heart. It's his precious word. He magnifies it above his very name, as I will continue to say
3: over and over and over.
2: Anyway, Genesis chapter 6. Last time, Brother Dave, I think we got into um, discussing the antediluvian period, right? Um, We were talking about... The giants, and we showed, uh, we went to the scriptures and showed where the Son of God is unique to angels in the Old Testament.
1: Am I correct? Yes, we did. Yeah, we stopped at verse two. Yeah, we went to those verses in Job, uh-huh. the Sons of God.
2: And there is another verse in Daniel as well that lets you know that where the word Son of God is used, talking about a supernatural entity in the book of Daniel, when. Uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Abednego was thrown in the fiery furnace. Nebuchadnezzar see, said, "I see three, but there's a fourth one in there, and he looks like the son of God." Amen. And that's another way you know that it, this talking about supernatural
1: beings. I think. And we uh, missed Job two one as well.
2: Yeah, that was a, that's another that's another place where it tells you that the sons of God in the Old Testament are exclusively. Angels, contrary yeah. to what some of the theologians um try to teach and i must I must admit though I have seen their argument. it started with Julius Africanus in the fifth century, and it, it's um it it's got merit to the fact of the reason they wanted to do it. Their motive was pure, but scripturally it won't all water, not if you go not if you study the scriptures the way the scriptures tell you to study the scriptures which is laid out in Isaiah chapter 28 one whole water they were um, these sons of God were definitely angels and there was sexual intercourse that took place and they did produce a half human half immortal which were the demigods in Greek mythology and that's what took place in the antediluvian period and I think uh, the program, the last uh, program we did in Genesis, that I did mention, finally, in the end, in the present day, as Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, I made the comment that whenever, right before the Lord's return, there will be supernatural walking hand in hand with natural. Did I did not yes. I make that statement, guys? Yes. Yes. That's, that's something that nobody likes to hear. And just to make one more comment about Africanus that came up with this theory.
0: That um, theory
1: is the Sethite view, right? Right, the Sethite theory, marrying the daughters of
2: Cain and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. This They wanted to stay away from the supernatural. Folks, that's the problem that I see everywhere, all right? I mean, the ones that are talking about the supernatural are the lost. Amen. Well, it should be the people that are saved doing the talking about the supernatural because that's where your faith is founded and grounded. If Christ be not risen, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, your faith is vain and you're dead in your sin. And that's the biggest supernatural thing that ever happened. But in the yeah. days of Noah, supernatural elements were walking hand-in-hand hand with the natural world, and it was totally corrupt, as we're going to go over again right here. His brother Dave's going to start at verse 1 again as we come down okay. through here. And before we go um, and and get started back here, let me make a comment about Enoch back in chapter 5. It says, he was not for God took him. And I made a mistake. I made, which I'm sure I make plenty of mistakes. I talk. So, anybody, any man that talks as much as I do, is going to make plenty of slips of the tongue. But I, I made the comment that Enoch was the only person, he was a type of us that are alive and remain at the coming of the Lord and was the, was the only one that never died in the Old Testament. That's wrong. Elijah is the other one. But Elijah will die. He will die when he and Moses come as the two witnesses in the New Testament. That, bread, that, um, that general statement that's found in Hebrews for is given unto man once to die and after this the judgment, that's a general statement. That's a general statement. It does not apply to everyone like I mentioned. Enoch is the perfect type of us that are alive and remain. Because Enoch will never die. That'll be the he'll be the he'll be the fulfillment of the complete type. All right. Elijah will die because there are plenty of people that have that have died once and they died again. Lazarus was one. Jairus's daughter, which we'll pick, we'll get to that um, in Matthew Friday night on uh, darkest the widow of name, son, in the Old Testament. There's many people that died twice. So Moses will be the type of the people that died twice. All right. Moses died once, dug up his body, he's going to preach again, and he's going to die twice. The typology, folks, is everywhere through the Scriptures to back up these things. If you know the Word, if you'll study the Word of God and the typology is so is so very important especially with this with Enoch and what we're seeing right here and the Lord making the statement as it was in the days of Noah and as it was in the days of Sodom every one of those uh, statements that's made in Luke 17 Luke 21 Mark 13 uh, Mark 13 and in Matthew 24 those things that are laid out you find you can just ball them up in a ball of wax and stick it back in the antediluvian period. And we're fixing to get an insight into this as we go further on here in Genesis chapter 6. But real quick, I want us just to look at the message that it was preaching. So, Brother uh, Chad, are you in Jude? I want to read verse 14 and 15, and let's see exactly what Jude the preacher of righteousness, was preaching. Brother Dave, real quick, go to Hebrews chapter 11 and we'll get another little tidbit of information. And in Hebrews 11, it'll be in verse, we'll start in verse seven there. But Brother Chad, okay. I want you to read what it says about Enoch again in Jude of what he was preaching, okay? Yeah. To this, to this, uh, this wicked, wicked, see, what we, when we think about the natural way, the, the first thing that comes to mind, well, it was bad in Noah's day, and it was just a, 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 a it was kind of like a um, Chicago is today where the, the murder rates going crazy and ever No, 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 folks. It was so wicked that all flesh was corrupted. And I'll get into that a little bit more as we go ahead. Not only was sin But genetically as well, as we progress on in Genesis 6, we'll read that. But anyway, Brother Chad, go ahead and read in um, Jude what Enoch was preaching. Verse 14 and
4: 15. Jude 14 and 15. And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all, and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed, and of their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him.
2: Now you'd think these people might be a little ungodly. (laughs) (laughs) Four times he uses the word ungodly. So we got that little bit of tidbit information. And Brother Dave, go ahead in Hebrews 11, and let's um, check out a little bit more about um, Enoch, what it says about Enoch.
1: Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house. Oh, that's, I'm By, sorry,
2: I gave you the wrong reference, brother. Uh, go to where it talks about Enoch instead of Noah. We'll get, we'll get to Noah later, okay? Okay. I'll, I gave you the wrong Verse reference. Verse
1: 5. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death. Okay. He was okay. not just, found.
2: Just, just a second. Translated. That's the way we, it, says, it says, he was not, for God took him. That's what it says in the book of Genesis. Here it says yeah. he was translated. That he should not see death. Go ahead, Brother Dave.
1: Because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Now, but without wouldn't, faith, wouldn't you, it is wouldn't impossible. You like, wouldn't you like
2: to have this testimony? That you pleased yes. God right before he comes back? Wouldn't you like to be found doing what he wants you to do? Yes. Absolutely. You would. You would want to be about the Father's business. That's what you would want to be doing. If there's a special, if I'm talking to any preachers that's got a special calling in their life, any pastor teachers out there possibly, maybe in the future, maybe God's calling you now, you want to be about the Father's business. If you're just going about your normal life as a Christian, which it takes all in the body, to be part of the body, you need to be about the Father's business. In other words, you need to do today what you're supposed to be doing. Martin Luther said if he knew, if he was a preacher. Martin Luther was an awesome preacher and a teacher. But Martin Luther said if he knew the, that the Lord was coming back the next day, that, that when he said this, he said he'd be hoeing his potatoes. <laughs> in other words, he wouldn't be making such a big deal because his life, he was in fellowship with the Lord and he'd just be going about his normal business. Well, you do what you're supposed to do today and tomorrow will take care of itself. Always do what you're supposed to be doing at the present time and everything will take care of itself. Go ahead and finish reading, Brother David.
4: Okay.
1: But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him.
2: Absolutely. By faith, by faith, by faith. And just in a little while when we get to Noah, we're going to find out a little bit more about this faith business. But we see a little bit what Enoch was doing. And like I said, he is a type of those that are alive and remain, That will be translated or caught up together to be with Christ in the clouds at His second coming. That is a, that the people, especially some people from our persuasion, have tried so hard to get around that doctrine and tried so hard by changing the Word of God, changing what the book says, everything. They don't, they, they, you see, one of the biggest problems with getting um, certain truths, certain doctrines in the Word of God that are maybe out, out of mainstream, is that's all they want to talk about. That's all they'll talk about. They'll zero in on one thing, and that's all you hear. Totally leaving aside the glorification and the putting forth and putting on the pedestal the one that's supposed to be put on the pedestal, the preeminent one, which is our Lord Jesus Christ. If it's not Christ-centered, if the ministry you're doing, if when you're preaching and teaching is not Christ-centered, then it's not centered biblically at all because that's where all the praise should be going. Your, 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 your sermons, your, your teaching, your life, your day should begin and end with Jesus Christ in some shape, fashion, or form, whether in prayer or by talking or something. You should begin your day and end your day with the Lord Jesus Christ. And as far as that goes, make it throughout the day. But as Paul says, pray without ceasing. Pray while you're at work. Pray when you're driving. There's there's no excuse. If you love him, you'll think about him. Just like you thought about your wife when you first fell in love or your girlfriend. It's all that's on your mind. Because you love them, you know. Well, same thing goes for the Lord Jesus Christ. If you love him, he says, if you love me, you'll keep my words. Okay? Simple. Are you sure? Be trying to. Which we all try to, we should be trying to do. Do we always do it? Not a single one of us. Should we? Absolutely. So that's the striving point you want to get to, to where he's preeminent in your life. He's preeminent around everything you do. Once you start getting around to that point, you'll be in right. You'll be in right fellowship. You'll be found doing what you're supposed to be doing when he comes back. No doubt about it. And like I said earlier, repeating myself again. That's what that's one of the problems with a lot of quote unquote so-called ministries out there today. And it's go and, and you're talking about apostasy. It's like a grease ball bearing headed for hell. Okay, there are churches quote unquote churches assemblies are falling by the wayside with false doctrine, ear tickling fables right and left. Stuff popping up everywhere that's not of God. Man-made stuff, misquoting Scripture, misalignment of the Scriptures, not rightly dividing the Word of Truth, not teaching the whole counsel of God. And if I was going to say anything, that would be one of the biggest around the people that, that I pay attention to and listen to is they're not teaching the whole counsel of God but it's just one thing over and over and over again God forbid that day ever if it ever starts in this assembly then the assembly will be disbanded because Jesus Christ God giving me grace and mercy and health will always be the preeminent one in this assembly and I get an amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Absolutely.
2: Okay, Brother Dave. Genesis chapter 6, verse 1.
1: And it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and, taught, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be an hundred and twenty years.
2: Okay, there's all kind of speculation about what this verse right here means. Some some people think that it's a hundred and twenty years to the flood. Some people think that it's talking about his day when it says his days talking about the, average, the the overall average lifespan of man would be 120 years. What does it exactly mean? I'm not sure. Either one of those could be possibly right. I'm not sure myself. But I am sure about the first part of the verse. My spirit shall not always strive with man. That's that callous I keep telling you about, like I mentioned last night callousness of sin in our life. The importance of getting it confessed. The importance of the fellowship with Jesus Christ. That's the Spirit of God. When the Spirit of God quits dealing with you, you're through. Period. And they were through. The Lord warned them. His Spirit would not always strive with them and we'll find out that Noah, who was a preacher of righteousness, Enoch preached. He proclaimed it. Just imagine that the, what Enoch was preaching, the second coming, all the way back there 6,000 years ago. And it's, and it's not here yet. But at least the he got in on his part of it. The Lord took him out of here. But that's what people were hearing from Enoch. Is what Jude said. But my spirit shall not always strive with man. Second Thessalonians, when I we always go there, and I mention the restrainer. The Lord says, when that he that now leadeth will let till he be taken out of the way. So after he is, that restrainer is taken out of the way. It's it's free for all. One hundred percent supernatural, walking with natural stuff going on just like it was during the antediluvian period, like we talked about the other night, like it's talking about here, and it's going and it's the restrainer is incrementally took away, which I believe, and I'm not the only one in the Lord's opening more pastor teachers' eyes to this fact. I made mention of it the other night, but it's speeding up. You can tell by the wickedness that's going on. You can tell by where man's, by the normal man on the street's mindset is. You can tell by the floods of different races being promulgated, the flood of revelation that's pushing in on the white Christian nations and already doing it. It's going to continue, folks. It's you're talking about a remnant. We're going to find out this remnant wound up with just, well, we'll get to that when we get to it. But anyway, my spirit shall not always strive with man. You always want that convicting of the Holy Spirit in your life, folks. You, want, you, des- you better desire that. You better hope that the Lord takes his finger in, mashes this part of your life, and brings it to your attention, you need to do something about this. You better straighten this part up. You need to do something about this. You need to talk to this person right here. You need to not do this. You need to make you may make amends here. You need to talk to this brother or sister here. In other words, some of you don't even have a clue what I'm talking about. Because you don't know the still, small voice. It's not some raging sound in your inner inner being that screams out and yells at you. It's a still, small voice. Just like it was with Elijah. It wasn't the thunder and lightning and windstorm and everything. No, it was the still, small voice. Great example in the Word of God. Of the Holy Spirit the way deals. If there is no conviction in your life, you're that man in Second Timothy chapter two that the Lord is going to have to grant repentance to to the acknowledging of the truth and to get back on to get back into the game, back into the war. You've been set aside. You're in the brig, so to speak. And only the Lord is going to get you out. You better be thankful when there's something out of this Word of God that rocks your world, that puts a hole in your boat, that aggravates you that you don't necessarily like. You better be thankful that that Spirit of God's there. You better be thankful that you can hear that voice. Because if you ever get to the point where you can't hear the voice, I'm talking about Christians. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about anything else but Christians right now. You get to the point where you can't hear that voice, your goose is cooked. Your goose is cooked. I didn't say you'd be lost. I didn't say you're going to hell. I'm saying you're either shelved. Or you'll be turned over for the destruction of the flesh that the spirit will be saved, just like the guy in First Corinthians was when he got all messed up in that wicked sin of taking his daddy's his own mother to bed. Okay? Just to be plain and blunt. And thank God we know that the Lord did grant him repentance. So
1: anyway, next verse, brother Dave. Yes. Verse 4, there were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came into, came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them. The same became mighty men, which were of old, men of renown.
2: Now here are these giants. Here are this, uh, these offspring. You know, I wonder, the scripture doesn't say, but it makes you wonder, did every one of them turn out to be giants when there was copulation between the man that the, between the angel and the women? I don't think so. How about you, brother Dave? What do you think?
1: Um, I think initially they they were, but I I think that perhaps along the way they were able to manipulate DNA so that they had regular sized nephilim. Sure, absolutely,
2: and you think about the the power there was a it, there they were part immortal and part natural. Yeah, that's the reason. That's the reason it's it's been postulated that that's where demons come from. Yes, that they absolutely. are the they are the spirits roaming this earth because of the immortality part of the giants. And the yeah. lifespan of the giants, I think, we, we didn't we find out it was 500 years,
1: Brother Dave? Um, in Enoch, it talks about that they lived that long, and uh, God brought a civil war among them, right. and they destroyed each other.
0: Yep.
2: And you know, that civil war is the clash of the titans that you hear about in Greek mythology. The clash of the titans, these demigods. That's where the all from the Greek classics that we always thought when if you had the the decency of having a fairly decent education from years ago. Okay, this days they don't teach you nothing in school, but they, they're dumbing everybody down. But we learned the Greek classics when I was in school, and, it, and plus I stayed in the library all the time. I I found out read stuff that um, was outside of school dealing with this and I was always very interested in it but there was a clash of the Titans and like I said it's postulated that that's where the demons come from I think not only are the demons these spirits that are roaming the earth from the Giants but also there are some that's left over not only from the antediluvian period but from the period between Genesis 1, 1, and 1, 2. Brother yes. Dave, what do you think about if, that?
1: If I read Isaiah twenty six fourteen here, it says, They are dead. They shall not live. They are deceased. They shall not rise. Therefore hast thou visited and destroyed them and made all their memory to perish. There you go. So these... Um, People will not rise. They will not get, be, take part of any resurrection. They are bastard creations, not created by God. But their
4: spirits
1: roam the earth. That's correct. And it's it's hard if you if you've got this.
2: And this is the reason that I'm always talking supernatural, folks, trying to get trying to get you into a position where the Lord can open your spiritual mind to these things because it's coming and it's coming fast. What a lot of you people think is fictitious is not fictitious at all. There is a great belief in the supernatural, just not by the ones that should be believing in the supernatural. And like I said earlier, it's growing leaps and bounds. Satanism is growing leaps and bounds. Paganism is growing leaps and bounds. The matriarchal mindset is, ab- is absolutely here in spades. When I say matriarchal, I'm talking about the, femini- the feminine God spirit. The astarte, the simiramis spirit is here. The androgynous God, so this little G God, the male-female God, which is androgynous, that's that's the word for being both male and female, is here in spades. That's nothing but Gnosticism, folks. There's nothing new under the sun. Yes. Madame Blavatsky was big on that. And you know what? If you've ever read any of her work, You see, she quotes Scripture all the time. She knew the Bible pretty well, but she quoted it in the light of Gnostic belief. That's what's so amazing that some of these people that were so wicked know the Bible better than some of you or the majority of you under the sound of my voice. That's that's what is so sad to me. You should take it upon yourself that that is a slam, that's a slap in your face. That this fat pig, hussy, knew the Bible, and you guess what Bible she knew she read from? She didn't read from no RSV, ASV, none of that stuff. No, 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 no. They knew where the power was from a King James Bible. That's where the power is. And always will be. But anyway, the androgynous spirit, that feminist spirit is everywhere. It's taken over. Men are no longer men are no longer looked at as leaders in the family. It's quote unquote eat supposedly equal ground. Deep down inside, women are not They're not safe in their minds. They're not happy. This spirit is pushed by a supernatural entity here on this earth today. I've taken you and shown you the three female demonic entities that's mentioned in the scripture in Zechariah chapter 5. I'm not going to go back over that again. But from from the time of Babel that we're going to get to a little bit later on, here in Genesis, from Nimrod and Semiramis, from that point forward, the old world up until the time of Christ was matriarchal it had the it had that feminist line to it outside of the Israelite faith. All the paganism had a male female Apollo and Athena see. The goddess Diana, Diana of the Ephesians. That's that feminist spirit. It's here right this second in spades. The divorce rate, the way women act, the women in the military, the women that. It's women by choice if they're a real godly ones. They don't want that mess. The nuclear family is being destroyed in spades right before your very eyes. Men can't find a decent woman to marry because they've been've been, in, they've been in, their minds have been impregnated with this demonic way of thinking. That's what's happening, so they wind up backing up you know and finding other avenues. And then you've got all this transgender, transsexual, metrosexual, all this stuff. It's just like I said, it's like a grease ball bearing on its way to hell. And every day it gets worse and worse and worse. And the remnant is getting back into a corner more and more and more. Decisions are being made individually by real Christians more and more to keep their mouths shut instead of opening because real men, you very very seldom can even run across one. Just because you can drink a six-pack of beer and know about your football team or your baseball team or your hockey or soccer team does not mean you're a real man. Manhood is, is put on the back burner. Now it's all about the woman. Even the divorce courts, a lean feminine. Focus all around you the stuff I'm telling you, you know. I'm telling you the truth. You and the
1: chemicals in uh, food that we eat like uh, the plastic. I was just fixing to to um make mention oh, okay. of even the
2: food. Have mm-hmm. been have been re been genetically engineered to mimic this these female hormones to even make the men even without their choice to make them yes. feminized. Amen, brother Dave.
1: Yes, and the plastics in um, our estrogen, estrogen mimics. Yes. yes, and there's actual studies that showed uh, up here the Saint Lawrence River, huge river. Along that river, there are several plastic companies and the fish downstream were tested and the male fish turned to female fish.
2: That's just amazing.
1: Mm -hmm. It is amazing. folks. I read the study. What's going on right
2: before our very eyes. Say, what can you do about it? Get closer to you real men, you real women, you draw closer to your Savior than you ever have. That's for... Because you, without him, you can do nothing, and like I said, the remnant is getting pushed further and further into a corner, and that's the plan folks that's this is part of the grand chess game. This is part of it this is part of what this is what the Lord meant when he said, it is impossible, but offenses will come." But woe to the man to whom they come. In other words, in street English, hey, it's going to happen. I've warned you about it. I'm telling you what's coming down the pipe, but don't you be a part of it. That's just street English. Okay? You can understand that, right? Yes. Plain and simple. Don't be a part of it. How do you keep from being a part of it? Disassociation with the system disassociation with the world. In other words, obedience to God. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Everything that Brother Don has been preaching and teaching to you for over four years now. That's just not black and white words on a piece of paper. That's the words of Almighty God warning you giving you a heads up on what you should, what you should be obeying that will keep you from letting that stuff happen to you. You say, what about the food stuff? That's a different ballgame. Unless you're independently wealthy and can afford to buy nutritious food that's not genetically modified, some of you can do that. Some of us can't. But you can do all you can to disassociate yourself from this world system and the way this world operates. But see, then comes... Then then comes the which one do you love the most, see?
0: But,
1: uh, Pastor Don, let me just say this one thing because it's very important for women. And when you... The moment you find out that you're pregnant, try to eliminate all these plastics in your diet, foods that are packaged in diet, in uh, plastics, and uh, vaccines, and be careful about the drugs that have estrogen mimickers and all that. Because your child, at, I forget the date, it's it's in its early weeks when it's after fertilization takes place. The child, the egg is bathed in testosterone and that produces the male child but if your body is super full of estrogen this is the amount of testosterone won't be there so your boys will be more feminine than what they should be normally yes good point brother absolutely and
2: either one of y'all if you've got something to add to what I'm saying be feel free to go right ahead
4: okay yeah, well, I'm just thinking of living in Toronto for as long as I have, and how many sodomites are there, man? And and being in this lake and what's going on? It's just it, they're like tadpoles, man, up up around here. Like, I mean, I think there's there must be a higher concentration in this part of the world of effeminate men and just straight up sodomites.
0: I, I, I don't I
2: understand, know. brother. It's uh, I I am blessed, you know. To be to live in the area that I live in, even though the racial situation is not as I not not what I would like for it to be, but um, yeah, it is. I, I still happen to live in an area like I said that is is has a a, a, little, a hint of Christianity, real Christianity and real manhood that's still around, and you can find a little bit of it, but but by just getting on YouTube and checking out the news cycles and seeing what they talk about, seeing the way the world system is pointing everybody, the stuff that you allow to go into your mind that affects you, whether you believe it does or not, folks, it does. The Lord warns you about this. The book of Proverbs warns you about this. Brother Don can warn you all day long, but unless the Spirit of God takes it and moves in you and you're obedient to that Spirit and you're obedient to this book, it's up to no avail. If you follow that pattern of just doing what you want to do, your goose is cooked. Your goose is cooked. Let me... Let me What
1: you were saying um, a few minutes ago about not following the world system, it's so very true. When these 200 angels came down and they taught all these mysteries, the magic, the arts, the cosmetics, abortions, uh, all this medicine, they taught all this to mankind, all this evil work, worshipping the stars, worshipping all these demons. Now they're doing the same thing today. So, like you were saying at the end, as it begins to become, as the restrainers pulled away, and Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man, we will see more of these beings around. And it also says here, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men. So, I believe that was talking about the the antediluvian period, and also after that, you know, like when Jesus returns, before he returns, this thing's going to get prevalent. And you can see it, and people are looking, well, I'm looking for giants. Well, you're probably not going to see that many right away. Right at the end, when the bottomless pits opened up, this stuff's coming out. But these creatures are here. I hear a lot of people talking about the giants, like Rob Sceva and others, and They know a lot, and praise God for them. I learned stuff from them. But they talk about multiple incursions or single incursions, and all that to me doesn't mean anything much about this incursions because these creatures, these fallen angels were here before we even arrived. Yes. Satan fell to the planet. A third of heaven was swept down to this earth. They are here. We incurred, if anything, <laughs> Jesus brought us here, our ancestor Adam, to rule this earth. That's right. To come against these fallen ones and rule in the power of God and take the maintain the rulership over these fallen angels, and he fell. So, but there, in a sense, it's true. It it is a sense if it's like an eruption where all of a sudden these beings appear. They're already here, but. They take on a physical form where you can see them, yes. where they take off their architerion and they're manifested. Yes, they're already here doing their thing behind the scenes, but now you can see them, but you can't tell them from anyone. they're not like giants or they don't have like you know great big teeth or you know all
0: Amen.
1: they don't all have huge hook noses or something. You can't tell they look like normal people, but here's the thing I think about them. They're here teaching and taking over seminaries and pastors and ancient religions, you know, like Catholicism and all this, the hierarchy being infiltrated with these beings and have been doing this from day one. Whenever a city was built, they were in there doing this stuff. So you may, you these incursions... Say, excuse me, yeah, Brother ahead. David, let me say this.
2: Yeah. You, you, may, you, you, you people out there may think in your mind, well, if that's true... Why haven't this stuff, why hadn't it already been more manifest?
1: The Holy Spirit. Amen. The one that prevents,
2: that lets
1: be taken And praying saints, working with the Holy Ghost. Amen.
2: Exactly correct. Exactly correct. That's why. But now that that, that the Spirit is backing off and this stuff is coming. It's this incremental backing off. Finally, it's, it's going to be gone. That's when everything's going to be full-blown. That's why people, for, during the last 2,000 years, this, there was more the prevalence of faith and the Spirit of God working in our people, and the lights were shining. The candles were lit, and it, it, there was light, and where there's light, darkness cannot be, Okay? The only way for evil to thrive is for good men to do nothing. And when the candles go out, darkness comes in. It, it replaces the light instantaneously. And when that, the, the, the restrainer is finally taken away, you're talking about darkness. Those statements like men's hearts failing them for fear, for looking for that which is coming upon the earth, See, for two thousand years, people tried to say, "Oh, that's just a general statement. That means this. That means that." Now, then, look around you. All oh, like, like I've said to my historicist brethren, whom I dearly love, they are wrong. They are wrong. Period. As then, as things progress, they're going to have to repent of it and get on board get with the
1: program,
2: and start warning people about what's coming down the pike.
1: Yes, this, you know, incursion, It, I believe it comes from the concept of a global earth and that these incursions, you know, group uh, 200 angels were sent from Alpha Centurion or some <laughs> faraway galaxy yeah,
0: right. and incurred
1: into our atmosphere well that is you know this is an enclosed plane these beings are locked into this prison plane with us it they can't get out and we came after they were here they're here they're working now <clears throat> these dear brothers who talk about this stuff and they know a lot but they're thinking that, oh, we, you know, there was 200, uh, God dealt with them, they're judged. Now they're in Tartarus, uh, the, the Abuso. Um, you know, we don't have to worry about those dudes anymore, but there's the Nephilim offspring that somehow their DNA got through. And, well, it's easy to show how the DNA offspring got through. And I know when Noah comes along, we're going to talk about it. Yes. It's not a mystery of having all kinds of other incursions. Although I believe there are, if you want to use the word incursions, always right. going on. Yes. But these angels take off their architerion, and they can work. They can work here for thousands of years, maybe, before their bodies die. Brother these are Chad, immortal Brother bodies. Chad,
2: excuse me, Brother David. Brother yeah. Chad, go to Second Corinthians chapter 5 while Brother David's
1: ta- talking, okay? Yeah. And I just wanted to say one thing about, <clears throat> you know how the this is what I believe I've seen. In the scriptures. These fallen ones, these Nephil, means to fall. These angels, that Nephil, these angels, when they take off their arkiterion, they appear just as normal men. You know what they become now? They become homosexuals. There you go. Because they're not creating these Nephilim that brought the harshest judgment from God. That's right. Now they're getting judgment all right, no question. But it's not that severity of the kind when they mated with the daughters of men.
2: That puts a that puts a whole, that puts a new light on coming out of the closet, doesn't it?
1: <laughs> yes, it does. And that's why this homosexual movement has such power behind yes, it.
2: Absolutely. There's no doubt about that. See, you folks, a lot of you people will try to make it a natural evolution of things. And it's not because you're missing the instigator behind it and the instigators behind it. And that's what we're bringing to light. The, the 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 instigators is who Brother Dave's talking about. And he keeps mentioning this architerion and some of you are wondering what in the world is he talking about. Let me explain to you what he's talking about. It is something that what the angels had to put off when they left their habitation, like it says in Jude. Yeah. And they, whenever they put that off, it gave them the ability to procreate. Well, whatever that architerion is, it's, it's a heavenly covering of some kind because Brother Chad's fixing to read the only other place where that Greek word occurred. And what the angels put off to be able to procreate, we're going to be given to put on in our heavenly state whenever we die or whenever we get a new body. And Amen. that's what Brother Chad's fixing to read, the first five verses in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Brother Chad?
4: 2 Corinthians 5. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God. Pardon me. And house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. Bingo!
2: That house from heaven, that's what we're talking about. When Brother Dave says, Orbitrion that's what he's talking about the angels put it off we're gonna put it on that's how Jesus could say in Matthew later on that in heaven in heaven the angels never marry nor are given in marriage it's not that they're not male got nothing to do with that it's got to do with the architurian thing in heaven they have it on and there is no procreation in heaven, that's the key word. The angels in heaven. The angels down here have chosen to put it off. Amen, brother David. Amen. That's what you must understand. We're we're showing we're teaching you guys some deep meat. Okay. Now, if you, you write it down, get it in your head. It's important you understand this, brother David. You got anything else you want to say about this before we move on?
1: Well, um, in this year, verses that we're talking about in Genesis, it's it's important to to realize these things that <clears throat> I think it's a trick of the enemy. We're talking about different incursions to get you to think, well, this was an isolated thing. Mm-hmm. And it's so important if you read in Second Peter chapter two and the book of Jude and. In Corinthians, Second uh, Corinthians, chapter eleven, we can see that these beings are active. And there's other verses. Yes. These creatures are these fallen ones are active with us. Yes. Now, the the Holy Spirit is is being re- removed. He's that word that we talked about striving. It means to judge or execute judgment so god's not convicting people he 's not judging them and letting them know what He thinks as much it's being removed it's being removed, but we're still here we're the soldiers we're the military arm
3: That's it. of
1: the forces of man on earth that belong to god we're his foot soldiers. Yes, we can pray, trust me, these beings they have they are much mightier than us and the physical sense but in the spiritual sense they are weak compared to God and his angels no doubt so we need to pray we need to take this in mind we're tearing down principalities and powers in the heavenly places and they are active they have their um, their officers or whatever in heavenly places But they're active on the earth. They've always been here. They're enclosed with us. We war against them. The foot soldiers we don't spend much time with. We do, you know, pray things about them too. But we hear lots of people talking about, you know, the gays or the Jews. And, yes, they are problems. But when you decapitate the head, when you put them in disarray with your prayers, when you cast because of the work, of the Holy Ghost praying through you. And now they're in fear. Now they're in derision. Now they're fighting each other. Now their kingdom is, uh, cannot um, operate because there's infighting. And they're destroying one another. That's exactly what happened when we've seen what happens to the enemy on earth. When the Assyrians killed each other off. The same thing happens in the spirit. Yes. These fallen angels start fighting each other. And destroying their own works that they're trying to do, and through our prayers, this can happen as well as the angels of God working against them. And our people can thrive because of our prayers, and the Holy Spirit can still move until the day that He totally leaves.
2: That's exactly correct. And you see, and we see, we know what's going to happen when the Lord said here. His spirit shall always strive with well, man. We see we know what happened then when he took the yes. spirit away. Well it's going to be repeat city. And folks, Paul put it back when the spirit was strong in the movement of Christianity was strong in its infancy. Paul said, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Because you have the you have the the you have the winning hand, so to speak. You got five aces. If you just use them, you've got the armor of God. Amen. If you just put it on, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You got that? So you'd have nothing to fear. Nothing. As an individual Christian, if you're applying what you're supposed to apply. If you're obedient like you're supposed to be obedient. And every little bitty part of the obedience plays into the whole. Am I being clear, guys?
0: Yes. Mm, yes, yes.
2: Brother Chad, go to Romans chapter 8, read 38 and 39. Let me show you. Let me take that back. Start it. This is important. You get this. Because you need to arm yourself with this promise. Because Well, some of you don't even believe what we're saying. Unless the Holy Spirit of God has got you locked in. Okay? This is promise that Brother Chas fixing to read from verse 28 to the end of the chapter. You need to listen to what's saying. Even though it's talked about that you being killed, it's not your body that's important. It's your soul and spirit. That's what matters. So I want you to listen to what Paul says. One of the greatest promises, the greatest uh, sequence of Scripture in the New Testament. From Romans 8.28 to Romans 8.39. Brother Chad.
4: Romans 8 and 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God them he also glorified. What shall we? Pardon me. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it's written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long.
2: Now, folks, you ought to know that by heart. Because the things coming down the pike, you're going to need to know. Because you're going to get flushed out. I mentioned to a brother the other day, and I'm not going to call no names. I mentioned to him that everything that has previously happened in his Christian life, All the things that's happened is preparing him for a specific time. There's a reason the Lord has let happen, has allowed to happen. This applies to each one of you under the sound of my voice. If so, be the spirit of God dwelleth in you. Every problem, every tear, every bit of blood, every bit of pain, Every bit of joy, everything that's happened to you in your Christian life since you were born again is preparing you for a specific thing that's coming in your life. It may not be a big deal in the eyes of everybody around you or in the eyes of the world, but it's a big deal for you in God's eyes. Do you hear what I said? In God's eyes, because you're elect. Through the foreknowledge of God, put here for a purpose. That purpose, everything
0: that happens is preparing you for that purpose. That's why obedience is so important. That's why your knowledge of this book is so important.
2: That's why your training as a soldier is so important. That's why you should claim the promises of God and put them in action by faith. Whether it's giving, whether it's praying, whether it's comforting another brother or sister, whether it's going, walking Instead of one mile, walking two miles with the one. See, that's one of the, uh, those everything that's happened. Where you think was bad, where you think's got nothing to do with God, there's nothing by chance in your life. And it's preparing you for what God has put you here to do. You elect of God. You're elect for a reason. You were chosen for a reason. See, many are called, but few are chosen. And where you can fluff off what's being said, or you can take it deadly serious, because that's what it is, deadly serious, in in the grand scope of eternity. That, my friend, is your free will choice, according to 2 Timothy chapter 2. That part is your free will choice. The election didn't have nothing to do with the free will. But this, what I'm talking about here, it does. Think I'm kidding? Think I'm making it up? Brother Dave, go read it. Second Timothy 2. In a great house, there's many vessels some to honor, some to dishonor. That's what I want you to read, okay?
0: Okay. But
1: Second uh, Corinthians 2, verse 20. No, 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 but no. In, 2
2: Timothy chapter 2,
1: verse 20. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor, and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified in meat for the master's use,
2: and prepared. That's a free will choice, folks. That's a free will choice. Go ahead, brother.
1: And prepared unto every good work, Be also youthful lusts, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace, with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do gender strife. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, in meekness instructing those that oppose themselves if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will.
2: That's what I keep on telling you folks about God granting repentance. Brother Dave just read it. Now we talk about all this esoteric stuff right tonight. We've talked about this esoteric, spooky type stuff because it's going to get spookier and spookier and spookier. Unless you've got your head stuck in some TV somewhere. To, just see, I, unless you understand what's really coming down the pike, you're going to be caught off guard just like the people were caught off guard in Dresden when they were firebombed and all the men, women, and children were killed. But you have somebody warning you. What you do with it is your free will choice. If so, be the Spirit of God dwells in you, and the Spirit of God's working in you, and the Spirit of God's taking the messages that's been taught tonight and are applying them in your life.
0: Only you know that answer. Heavenly Father,
2: I pray that you would take the words that's been spoken tonight and may your Holy Spirit use them, Father, please, in the lives of each individual under the sound of our voice tonight. And in each downloader that downloads this program, work with power. Holy Father, may your spirit be as powerful on these words that's been spoken tonight from your word as he was on the day of Pentecost. Yes. Father, we rely on you, Father, and what you do, because without you we can do nothing. Yes, Lord. We're just messengers, Lord. We're just we're just warning as we're commanded to do. We're preaching as we're commanded to do. (laughs)
0: We're
2: proving, rebuking with all long-suffering and doctrine. Now, Father, you said we could do nothing without you. Now it's in your hands. Yes. And, Father, it's in the free will choice of the listeners. And, Holy Spirit, I pray that you'd convict each soul, downloader and chat room, with their free will choice, to be obedient to your call, in obedience to what you want done in their life. And all these things I ask in the name that is above every name, which is Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen and amen.
4: Amen. Amen.
2: Contact information, Brother Dave.
1: Yes, the contact information for Don Spears Ministries. The telephone number is 334- 3972333 The email address is respect to the lord again that's respect to the lord at yahoo.com You can go to PayPal and enter that respect to the lord at yahoo.com and you can send an offering to Pastor Don's account You can also send letters and cards and offerings to his home address, 3155 Lewisville Street, Apartment D, that's D1, Clio, Alabama, zip code 36017, 36017. Thanks for listening, everyone.
2: God bless each and every one of you. I'm letting you off early tonight, praying that God will use what's been said tonight in each and every one of you's life. I love each and it, love yeah. each and every one of you guys. You'll be in my prayers, Lord willing, and help permitting, we'll be back Friday night. And we'll just go ahead this coming Friday night and pick up where we've left off tonight because we didn't get half as far as I wanted to get. But anyway, we went as far as the Lord wanted us to go according yeah. to the Holy Spirit. Is there anyway the spirit telling me anyway good night everyone god bless each and every one of you and I hope you have a wonderful week good night guys love you very much y'all give me a call this week okay okay
1: okay good night good
2: night, good night everyone Eternity.
3: Step into eternity and find out there that you've lost your soul. Not one thing this world offers you in exchange for your soul can take your guilt away when time is no more. Jesus Christ is the only way. Reach out and believe. My friend, there's no chance in eternity to change your destiny.